0: Hello. This is the house on Valencia Street, and I'll be your host. I use explicit language. topics of conversation will include ghosts and the paranormal and psychic ability. We also discuss truth here, and I am an incest and rape survivor, and sometimes I discuss it on the podcast. Topics of conversation will include ghosts, paranormal, psychic ability. I might have already said that. I do repeat myself now and again. Uh, Femicide, suicide, murder, ghosts. Let's see, I'm moving slow and I'm present. So you may notice that uh, the way I'm communicating is a little bit muddled and that's okay. I'm present. Topics discussed might be LGBTQIA, theology, including Christianity, agnosticism, atheism, Buddhism, my flavor, therapy, recovery, willful education, 12-step, BDSM, kink, uh, autonomy. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, These topics can be triggering. Sometimes they might cause people to get triggered by this and that. I expect you to use your discernment, yeah? If mental health stuff is kicking up for you, please consider the, there's a couple 1-800 numbers in my notes. You can give them a call if you're stressed out, it's late at night, and you can't afford a therapist, because sometimes that happens, and I understand that therapy issue. I've had over 10 years of therapy myself, and sometimes that was through a county health department. And again, I'll say, hey, Mr. Biden. If you're going to be funding anything when it comes to some kind of systemic increase in mental health production or support. Benton County, uh, Lynn County, uh, Lane County, uh, Marion County. I could name uh, 20 different counties in Oregon that could use extra support for mental health. Um, Lane, Lynn, I mean, all along the Willamette Valley, we have issues where we need more therapists and some of the best growth I've done has been through county department health therapists, you know, so please bolster that increase the funding for that make it accessible. Let's see, I have a website called anchor.fm. You can go ahead and check that out download the podcast, listen to notes or read notes. I suppose you could listen to notes if you put in a voice recognition software that would work as well. Um, I do that sometimes for work to rest my eyes. Sometimes I'll, I'll find um, there's a couple different uh, websites online where you can put in text and it will read it for you. Yeah, I love that. Especially if it's a long, protracted concept, you have to really mull. Yeah. Got the podcast, got the website. Uh, Use your discernment with mental health issue. This may or may not be your cup of tea. Uh, I'll be discussing all kinds of stuff and it might be kind of tough, so understand that. The house on Valencia Street is a house that I grew up in between childhood and preteen and years. And it was quite haunted. And it was quite scary. Although there was something that was kind of between dimensions and between worlds. There are four or five concepts that I've come to know as a spiritual seeker that were introduced to me at that house when I was by myself. I spent a lot of time by myself there as a child for years. And it's one reason I spent a lot of time alone here. Now, Um, I have to structure in socialization, it happens weekly, it happens more than weekly, but yet at the same time, I will tend to be by myself. (laughs) If you give me the instigation, you say, what's your choice? I'm gonna say I want to be Thoreau on Walden over there. Thank you. If you give me the options, I'm gonna go do that. So it depends on the day. And when i have people i trust that are kind and gentle and respectful um well that's another conversation there's about three or four people that work with me and understand that sometimes it takes a little work to get there but once you're in and i understand you i'm golden yeah anyway i got this got that i think i've gone through the preamble enough yeah okay all right let's get into it hey We're at the haunted house of uh, a house on Valencia Street here. Um, It's just virtual and conceptual and it might be kind of confusing to follow my thread, although I'm walking the thread as best I can and I'm feeling driven to talk about this place and concepts around this place and it may keep going and it may drop to the side. Uh, We'll see. Although weekly feels good and I'll keep doing it this way if I can. I worked for several hours on an episode this week in between getting six days of coding and scripting with ai and research and i took a day off and then after 48 hours i got an email from my group that i'm working with in ai and they said we miss you come work for us again and i'm like it's only been 48 hours really i mean (laughs) this is supposed to be flexible work but these people really like my work and it's um i'm having to kind of manage my social anxiety disorder because uh they've I've been advertising or targeting me for office hours and saying you should come check this out because there's a teacher mode we'd like to show you. And I think they're cultivating a team leader or teacher mode for me or management mode. They're, I think they're trying to kind of cultivate that a little bit. That happens sometimes uh, with me in IT. It's happened in the past and I don't wanna be a manager because the trade-off is too great. You know, there's a lot of, there's a, you are very responsible for your workers uh i feel very personally uh, responsible for their growth and to provide a safe environment for them to have choices and adaptations and options right so um anyway so i have to show up and i have to go talk and sit down and be in office hours and be present and just observe and be present and make them sure make sure they know i really admire and respect their work with the limitations there's been some of the stuff i've read i there was one I was working on and I've had keep in mind I'm working for a company that I can't really talk about the work but I can talk about the structure of the work it's a fortune 100 company it's a software company if you've done a a search engine web search engine search today you probably know the name of the company well you know the name of the company everybody does but they go through uh, an owned organization that has about six or seven different corporations at the bare minimum. So I'm working for one of those entities. And in my experience with corporations, with property developers, I used to do uh, clerical work for that for my bachelor's degree, just to kind of pay for the board. But uh, a lot of times major corporations, especially Fortune 100 companies that are working with intellectual property will tend to uh, have several corporations diversified and again, I'm going to kick you back to a book called uh, Microsurfs by Copeland. Came out, I believe, Wired. I'm trying to remember, was the Wired producing that as a, like a sectional kind of a thing? Sometimes with uh, Stephen King, you've seen that with Rolling Stone or other magazines where they'll have like a, a running series. Armistead Moppin got his uh, start that way, doing a running series of like uh, updates on what's happening at uh, Barbary Lane. Yeah, so let's get back to it. Okay, let's be present. I'm a little bit scattered right now. I'm feeling really pressured. I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by some executive function skill stuff. Uh, Showered today. Took more energy than I wanted it to. Cycled and spun for a while. Kept telling myself to get in the shower, get in the shower. And I'm understanding, I'm having more empathy and understanding why I'm struggling with some stuff. And there's some mechanical issues about where I live that need to be changed. You know, so I'm, I'm recognizing and having more empathy with my struggle, although I still have em, uh, executive function skill issues. And sometimes it takes more longer than I want to get a shower. That happened today. <clears throat> Yesterday, I spent about three hours on a podcast uh, to publish here. Um, I was feeling overwhelmed and I still am. After we're done tonight, I'm going to spend an hour or two formatting the hard disk and rebuilding a second hand PC. Uh, this company sent me an initial one, but it was dead on arrival. Well, actually, it worked for about 45 minutes, crashed, and then I got a second one, and I've been bench testing it by just letting it run. I haven't installed anything. I'm just kind of watching to make sure it runs and it works, and it's been really functional. Great secondhand PC, but you get a secondhand PC, you go through a renewed or a certified PC on Amazon, which is what this one is. Um, time. It's going to be time. What you're going to get is... A PC for under 200 bucks, 17-inch monitor, maybe Windows 10. Uh, This one has 16 gigs of RAM. I could talk. Well, you want to talk hardware? I'll I'll geek out on you. You can get a lot of good hardware secondhand on uh, Amazon, sort of renewed. Yet the first PC was dead on arrival, and I had to fix it. And so what I'm going to be doing after I'm done talking to y'all tonight is I'm going to be sitting there installing antivirus firewall. let's see, probably some other web browser kind of screening filters type of things. And then we're going to have to install Chrome. And I'm going to be setting up all the security on a PC that's new to me, but it's renewed. And I'm using my IT background to compensate because I got a PC under 200 bucks. But the first box is dead. They just shipped me a replacement box. That's working, but I'm going to be working, installing a bunch of crap on a Brand new blank PC, so that's going to be my night. And I'm feeling some resentment because sometimes being a single person or a single no, let me say that differently because that's not an accurate statement. Being a person who has a uh, company where you're autonomous, or you're doing contract work, uh, and you're a network administrator, and you know y- you do a lot of work on your own, and you're paying your time to you know upgrade or do a RAM upgrade or a hardware upgrade that type of thing, so. Anyway, so tonight, what I've got to look forward to is I'm going to be sitting there in front of a PC, vaporizing cannabis, trying to install a bunch of crap, and uh, I'm kind of looking forward to it. But God, it's really stressful, you know what I mean? And um, I crunch up, and then I and then everything stops. What happens is if I have too many tasks, and with my executive function skills, I get overwhelmed, and I just kind of. Eh, and that's kind of where I'm at today. So getting a shower and watering my plants on my to-do list, that got done and I'll, I'll give myself some herald and some praise on that. Okay, let's get back to this, okay yesterday i spent a couple hours on a podcast Uh, it was a pretty emotional topic i was feeling pretty raw i was struggling to find a creative topic and i focused on this topic that had been in my book for the pod for a couple months but it was a tender topic and i've been trying to figure out how to talk about that topic for a while it's just a innocuous thing that to anybody normally would just look like a something that everybody would have but it's a tool for abuse and contextually with the structure and the way it was done it's different than normal uh so i spent some time talking about that but i had a lot of emotional feelings about it right so i took this 30 minutes of audio cut it by four or five minutes and then i went to publish it but just doing an extra check i listened to after edits you know because i'll edit out all the gasps and the ahs and the grunts and whatever's and I was listening to it and I'm like, okay, this editing software on this webpage is fucking up. And, and all, what I'll say is there have been times when I've done multiple edits on a page on Spotify or on a pod for Spotify, I'll publish it, I'll listen to it. The first listen through, the edits are all fucked up. The second listen through, half of them are right, half of them are fucked up. And I'll listen to it four or five times and the edits are all different. <laughs> But it seems to be is like a daisy chain of like you clip 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 and then it seems like it misses a blip somewhere in there and then it's like an on off switch so what was edited out is now on and what was you know it's flipped like a uh, upside down world yeah and stranger things so that's happened enough times where i'm I spent so much time yesterday talking about this really difficult topic that I felt very vulnerable about that was a symptom of abuse or a signal of abuse, and I just went, you know, um, uh, if some of these edits are off, timing-wise, this could be quite devastating and misappropriate or mis- uh, communicate my intention. So I really like the fact that this is a creative process, and I can adjust and adapt and pull back a bit. And pause and say there's a mechanical failure. Uh, there is an error ratio with the web based uh, audio editor. Uh, sometimes it's better if it's a shorter audio. I'm going to take a look at that. 30 minutes is about the longest clip you can do. Okay. So today the focus is, while well, I'm kind of navigating this adaptation and a process, is I'm going to focus on what feels good and, and something with a bit more detachment. Because what I figured out was I wasn't willing to post what I'd worked on yesterday because, one, uh, the mechanism was failing and the edits were not being accurately transcribed. Two, it was a really tender topic. And if some of these audits and chunks were missing or misappropriated, it would have changed the intention of my recording. So to adjust and adapt today, we're going to talk about a word that came to mind while I was processing this, and it's a word called miasma. This means we're going to have to do some research on etymology. And while we're getting used to this series, that means we're going to do research on etymology you know what that means? Etymology, etymology. Let's study the origin of the word. Etymology, etymology. Oh baby, I'm gonna learn something. Etymology, etymology. Let's study the origin of the word. Etymology, etymology. I'm gonna learn something today. All right then. So yesterday when I was trying to sift and sort out all, doing a couple hours of work and going, this is not quite clicking. And I've chosen a vulnerable topic. I'm struggling to find creative content. This has been in my workbook for months. Let's try this one. I'll be touching on that topic later. um, But it's a bit, I couldn't, it felt a little, uh, I was uncomfortable with it. And there was some trauma around it. And i like that i can adjust and adapt and pause that's part of what this workspace is for part of what i'm offering you is witnessing what someone who's lived through what i lived through tries to problem solve and adjust boundaries because sometimes i'll make myself more vulnerable than necessary because i don't know how to fit in or i I'm at a loss for understanding motivation of others, right? So because of what I lived through as a child. Um, So um, the word that came to mind was miasma. Yesterday when I was trying to sort this out, I just made the decision. I was like, I'm not comfortable with this content. I don't have any more brain space to continue processing tonight. I'll adjust tomorrow, right? Miasma is a very interesting word. Miasma. I swear to God, I've heard miasma used in Edgar Allan Poe's work, although I had a hard time finding that. And yesterday, in describing what I was walking through, miasma came to mind. Now, I've more often than not heard comedians like Greg Proops use the word miasma ironically. Yeah. The smartest man in the world podcast, Greg Proops, one of my favorites. Um, he's also gotten sober uh, he's been drunk for many years on that and he's been sober and since he's been sober he's not recording the podcast anymore and when he records he sounds different <laughs> I congratulate him on sobriety I think he's you in California sober and California sober means you smoke weed in a balanced option but you uh, don't drink or do whatever drug it was that debilitated you before Miasma, I wanted to get back to miasma theory because I've talked about Hippocrates once or twice on here, and he's someone that we've heard of the Hippocratic Um, Oath, and it's again like the research on the word, I'll I'll kick back to how the root of a word when it comes to Greek and Latin and Roman, philosopher, right? You've got philanderer, philosopher, philanthropy, all the same root, very different meanings. Yeah. so today it's miasma now the original concept about miasma theory came from a guy named hippocrates Uh, doctors have to take the hippocratic oath if they're going to be doctors and the hippocratic oath includes phrases phrase language like uh do no harm now interesting enough uh, when it comes to druid and celtic religion The phrase do no harm is part of the Wiccan and Druid perspective and do no harm is something I have uttered a time or two at a bonfire or a belting festival in the past. It's been a decade or more since I've been to one of those, but I'd go again, what the hell, you know, if I like the people, although, you know, you're inviting some things when you go out and you're around that type of thing. So you have to be careful and mindful of your perspective there. Miasma theory. I like the word, although I swear to God, I've heard miasma described in, um, Edgar Allan Poe. I think it's used poetically. I don't know that the original or the origin of the word is something described, and I liked it. Well, I didn't like it. It was a fascinating, macabre origin, so why not talk about it? Miasma or miasmata is the root of that. The origin of this concept is back to Hippocrates. Now let's take a look at that. Um, Miasma is the ether or like a foul air, it's like a foul air over a pool. In ancient times, they considered foul air to be the origin of pestilence and cholera, the Black Plague, etc. They didn't know germ theory. Germ theory kicked in about 1880 or so, historically. So, but between then and now, or between that, you're talking about 3rd century, 4th century B.C., B.C.E with Hippocrates, putting forth the theory, at least our first writing experience of what uh, miasma theory is regarding pestilence or uh, pandemic epidemic issue. Let's talk about miasma theory, because I like the word miasma. And I used it yesterday when I was kind of trying to sift through and sort through like I've done a bunch of work here. This editing software is blipping shit out. I got to be careful let's talk about a topic that's a little less more detached and it's not going to be imperative if i lose a chunk or two while we're editing so that's where we're at now miasma theory is something hippocrates is talking about now let's see if we can get back to it i'm going to be reading a little bit from the uh, wikipedia and chewing on some concepts here uh because miasma is not maybe as uh, plain as people might consider so this is we're talking originally this is miasma theory off a of wiki right now pause I spent over 20 minutes trying to find the original text of Hippocrates writing about miasma theory. He is credited to be the source, I cannot find original text, I can find original definition of language, I can find comparative translation of concept, but I cannot find original text of Hippocrates on this concept of miasma. So, Uh, Please understand that I've spent about an hour chewing on this before I got on the microphone today. And this is a little more comfortable because yesterday I was chewing on a thing that one of my abusers, who was Howard, uh, he was a supervisor at the post office in Walla Walla. He had a very specific thing he'd do that looks normal on the outside, but on the inside isn't. And so I might talk about that concept later, but I need to get a little more emotional distance and a more uh, solid editor. And when I can do that, I'll I'll wander next to that topic again. But let's get back to this miasma theory. Miasma was how I described what I was trying to navigate yesterday. I was having a hard time feeling it out. And miasma is something that a dramatic, ironic, intellectual, uh, perhaps a collegiate person is going to throw out as a descriptive. It is the concept of a foul air which makes you ill. In concept 3rd or 4th century BCE, let's go back here. The miasma theory was advanced by Hippocrates in the fourth century BC and accepted from ancient times in Europe and China. The theory was eventually abandoned by scientists and physicians after 1880, replaced by the germ theory, not the miasma theory of disease. Specific germs, not miasma, can cause specific diseases. That was the concept. The miasma theory, also called miasmatic theory, is an abandoned medical theory that held that diseases such as cholera, chlamydia, and the Black Death were caused by a miasma. Uh, translated from ancient Greek is pollution. noxious form of bad air, also known as night air. The theory held that epidemics were caused by a miasma emanating from rotting organic matter. Um, though miasma theory is typically associated with the spread of contagious diseases, some academics in the early 19th century suggested that the theory extended to other conditions as well. One could become obese by inhaling the odor of food, by example. Pause. This is early theory of disease before we understand germ theory and um, microscopes and other tools. Uh, We start learning about antibiotics. Right now, I'm also going to extend this concept. This is a general description here. Oh, actually, let's get down to this. The miasma theory was advanced by Hippocrates in the fourth century BC, so between 300 and 400 BCE. It also incur. Okay, now this is what I like about this concept to explore. Pause. Many of you have seen Black Death hoods with practitioners and people walking around town that have masks on their face, like we used to have with COVID. We had masks on our face, but at the Black Death time. They'd have these big beaks on them, and they'd have these uh, sponges, natural sponges that would have uh, frankincense and myrrh and incenses on them to cover up the smell of uh, sewage going down channels in the street, and also dead bodies from cholera or the black death. So they would use these uh, masks to cover up the smell of the, de- the rotting bodies, yeah? And this goes back to miasma theory that there is something rotting in the air that will cause you to be ill. Now, there was a partial truth to that, but it also tend to be contagion, right? Specific germs cause specific problems, right? Not just in general, a rotting pool will cause every kind of illness, which is what miasma theory used to be back in the day. Let's get back to this though. So Hippocrates is talking about this or, and and I'm gonna pause. Hippocrates, um, Archimedes, these are some philosophers right around mm, BC, AD. You know, you're gonna be, mm, Plato and Socrates are gonna be in the middle of that. Um, They're coming up with concepts that are first documented in this time, okay? Yet, uh, an example I'll offer is Archimedes' screw. Archimedes went to Egypt. Egyptians taught him the Archimedes' screw concept. Archimedes came back and um, there are theory or concept that the Archimedes' screw is responsible for funding or for feeding the water to the uh, the hanging gardens of Babylon so everybody attributes this Archimedes screw to Archimedes yet Archimedes learned this from the Egyptians so it's really the Egyptians and so what you're finding is the first documented person who showed you how to do a thing in written history right so they may or may not be responsible for the design but they're responsible for mechanically showing you what works an Archimedes screw is a mechanism in agriculture or water where Water at this level in a stream can be lifted up one to two stories and be uh, with a screw mechanism and a pipe can be naturally, the water force will force the water upwards. And so Archimedes Screw is a design of plumbing that will allow water to go up. That also helped later with some Roman designs with their aquifers and their water management. which in comparison is part of the way that the culture uh, advanced, having running water, having plumbing, etc. Okay, getting back to this. Now, I'm a big fan of Deadwood by David Milch. David Milch is a complex person and I have mixed feelings about David Milch, yet he produces some amazing work. NYPD Blue was a really great series, uh, especially for general, Uh, Network television. Uh, Deadwood was fantastic. Luck had some pretty provocative stuff, but they were shut down after the third horse died on set. And I'll quote Chris Fairbanks, who's a professional comedian who has been an extra in several movies, in addition to his comedian career, saying, You know, at the end of the movies when they say that no animals were hurt during this production, yeah, that's a lie. (laughs) And he talked about the fact that he had witnessed horses and animals being harmed on sets that were never. Uh, truly accounted for later. So words, you know, pretty words are common, sometimes they're sincere. And that's a concept I wrote that last concept there. So let's get back to this, though, uh, miasma theory, miasma, that's the concept that foul air is going to cause all kinds kinds of pestilence. And it's just a gross ether or odor that's in foreboding hanging around things. Emotionally, when you have traumatic memories, miasma fits emotionally by metaphor miasma and lots of horror authors will use the word miasma to describe different types of contexts where they're trying to give you the vibe of like there's something wrong here and even though it didn't smell (laughs) i don't remember distinct smell at the house on valencia street energetically Miasma would be an accurate description to describe the vibe on that place by comparison. So um, let's talk a little bit about Deadwood. I was thinking about Deadwood, uh, David Milch's series and how that might relate to the concept of miasma. They would have tuberculosis outbreaks and this is back in the 1840s, 1850s, 1860s, right? Germ theory when it came to disease didn't get really uh, mainstreamed until about um, 1880 or so. That's germ theory. Before that, it was miasma theory we didn't know what was causing the disease and the pestilence. So it was just general bad error. And there was all kinds of superstitions about that. Miasma draws us back to this concept of, you know, let's see, 2,000, 3,000 years ago when, and actually just because Hippocrates wrote about miasma, this concept was around in China, in Asia, uh, Europe, uh, Russia. I think there, were well, before it was named Russia, I believe. Um, this concept was quite around quite a long time because we didn't understand what disease was and why so many people were dying you know so that is the word miasma but uh, let's go back to this deadwood concept i've come i've circled back to this a few times i'm going to quote an article from 2019 from the author greg quick c-w-i-k uh this is on mubi.com m-u-b-i.com And the reason I'm mentioning this, he's talking about David Milch and his uh, series, Deadwood, who he's recently made, or a couple years ago, made a movie about. So he describes Deadwood as, It's a place to call Deadwood, a lawless, sordid camp inhabited by gold chasers and hoopleheads, dope fiends and gunslingers, craven murderers, and even a few honest, hardworking folk. (laughs) That's how that author describes Deadwood the series. Uh, I just think it's beautiful language, that writing. In that environment, back in uh, the gold rush, they still believed in miasma theory when it came to disease and when they'd have tuberculosis outbreaks. And they didn't know about germ theory and sterilization and things of that nature. So I use that also by example to express a concept of a time when miasma theory was still being applied in the time of deadwood and the gold rush way back when i like words (laughs) so i think that's good i think we'll tie things up here and i'm gonna have some editing to do tonight but it won't be about a tender topic and um, it definitely describes how the house felt for sure thank you for your time and please understand you are not alone and you are never going to be alone here at the house on valencia street where we adjust and we adapt and we figure things out as we go, yeah? You're never going to be alone here. And sometimes that's um, whether you like it or not.